1: Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Talking Chop podcast network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you're having a wonderful start to your Wednesday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Road to Atlanta podcast, and the Talking Chop podcast at TalkingChop.com and at Talking Chop across all forms of social media. You can find Battery Power on YouTube as well with Grant McCauley and Corey McCartney. Of course, you can find myself at Stats S A C on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And oh, what could have been and what certainly should be. That is exactly what we should be talking about, or that's the exact feeling that many of us should have. Super Bowl Sunday was this past Sunday. The football season is now over. If you are an NBA or college basketball fan, of course, Both of those seasons are starting to really ramp up with March right around the corner for college basketball, and then following that, obviously, the NBA playoffs start in April. But for all of us that are Braves fans, right now, we should be excited. There should be excitement in the air about spring training starting and the Braves getting off to the defense of their 2021 World Series title, and yet... It's not happening. Unfortunately, it's not happening with the MLB lockout still in place. And just without any type of real timeline for the MLB lockout to be resolved, fortunately, it's going to continue to be as is to where not a lot of baseball, hardly any baseball news is going on at all. And nothing but frustration when it comes to how far the sides seem to remain when it comes to both the owners and the and the players. But you know what? We're going to put that to the side for a bit because there is still plenty to talk about because eventually we're going to have the off season resume. Spring training is going to arrive and the 2022 regular season Will begin, And if you've listened to the Daily Hammer, if you've listened to the Road to Atlanta podcast, you've listened to the Talking Chop podcast, obviously, while the main topic of conversation has certainly been CBA negotiations, the lockout, what have you, other things certainly are worth talking about as well, and that is the Braves continuing once they're able to looking to fill some needed roles, some needed holes on this roster to truly have a great shot at defending their 2021 World Series title. Of course, at the top of that list is re-signing Freddie Freeman. That always is a given as being the number one goal for the Braves. But say the Braves were to not necessarily find, besides signing Freeman, that many options that make sense to potentially sign in free agency. You know, again, at the end of the day, when you sign a free agent, yes, you want to get good value. But at the end of the day, all you're giving up is money. All you're doing is spending money when you sign free agency. So if you can find an affordable value there that makes sense, it's certainly a route worth taking, you know, especially for the Braves, who probably could use a bit more depth in their, you know, a bit more certainty in their outfield and in their starting rotation. But what about the trade market? What about some options, some teams that really could make good trade partners with the Braves. I talked about it in yesterday's Braves News article over at Talking Chop that MLB trade rumors had identified 27 different names that could reasonably be had in a trade or could be on the market once the offseason resumes. And I narrowed that list down based off the names that were intriguing. I narrowed that list down to five teams that I think sensibly the Braves could strike a deal for Atlanta to get a player that can contribute now and a player that at least is relevant, at least is intriguing as being a potential value. Atlanta could trade for said player for them to play a role in the majors now and then the Braves could trade a prospect package that to each of these five teams would be valuable, would fill a need for where they need young players. And we'll start off with two teams in The AL East. And of course, the first team is the Baltimore Orioles. Now, the Orioles make a lot of sense as a potential trade partner for the Braves. Corey McCartney wrote in a starting nine back a few months ago about the fact that the Orioles could make sense. They could be actually a team the Braves could do a duo deal for, where you could get, for instance, a John Means who's under control, who could come in and be a reliable option as starting pitching depth, and then you go and get an outfielder, maybe a Trey Mancini or an Anthony Santander. Now, when it comes to the Braves, obviously the three areas where they have to deal from when it comes to the depth of their minor leagues is the catching position, starting pitching, and the outfield. At catcher, obviously the Orioles had the number one overall prospect in baseball and the number one overall catcher in the game. So perhaps William Contreras or Shay Langelier is not worth, you know, offering up in a trade package. However, when it comes to the Orioles outside of that, they could they need as much young talent as they can possibly get. The Braves have had interest in a Trey Mancini in the past, and especially if Freddie Freeman were to head elsewhere, Trey Mancini is someone who could come in and at least play first or the outfield in a pinch, plus DH with the universal DH being in place. So you could see, especially when it comes to young pitching or outfield depth going back to the Orioles, you could see the Braves potentially pursue a means, a Santana, or a Mancini. And some names out there, the depth of starting pitching that the Braves could trade... Kyle Muller, Tucker Davidson, Spencer Strider, Freddie Tarnick, you know these guys. I'm not saying that these guys should or are going to be traded, but there's some there's some noticeable depth at the starting pitching spot for the Braves. Out in the outfield, you got Drew Rodgers, Christian Pache, Michael Harris, and others. Those are two areas where the Braves, besides catching, do have the depth to if they where they want to use a prospect from the outfield or from their starting pitching depth. As the centerpiece of a deal, to go get a a reasonable piece in a trade, they certainly could, and I think that there is a sensible deal or two there that can make sense if the Braves want to talk to the Baltimore Orioles. The other team, though, and this may not necessarily be a a, a great thing to hear for, for any team that's looking to make a trade with how well this team does in turning prospects they get into trades into valuable major leaguers, of course, that is the Tampa Bay Rays. However... Though the Rays certainly are a team that you want to be weary trading with, they could sensibly be a place for the Braves to target because right now for 2022, the the Rays certainly have their catching spot taken care of. But they don't really have a clear top prospect after Mike Zanino to step up and fill his role if he has another big year in 2022 and probably prices himself out of a long-term agreement with the Rays after this season. So perhaps you could take a William Contreras or a Shaylon Longlears. Contreras, in my opinion, probably makes the most sense. And you could use a Contreras as the centerpiece for a trade package to go get some type of deal. Ma- Mark Tompkin, Mark Topkin, uh, who is a beat writer for the Rays, he gave his opinion that he felt that Manuel Margot, Kevin Kiermeyer, Austin Meadows, Ryan Yarbrough was um, in this uh, MLB trade rumors um, list of the 27 players that could be traded. You could see one or two of those players potentially make sense for the Rays. The Rays probably don't need that much starting pitching. They probably don't need outfield depth or young outfielders if they're wanting to uh, trade from the young outfielders they already have. But if you could put together a a package, possibly around a William Contreras, and maybe go talk with the um, Rays about a Kevin Kiermeyer or Emmanuel Margot or potentially an Austin Meadows, Margot and Kiermeyer may, may, may make sense because they are have the ability to potentially play center field while Austin Meadows can feel m- multiple spots in the outfield while also DHing. Meadows probably has the highest upside. And is controllable, but if the Braves wanted to pos- potentially position a Contreras as the centerpiece of a deal, to at least give the Rays some type of presence for the future at their catching position, perhaps that could be a, a an attractive start to a package to go land outfield depth that the Braves can come back to. I personally would love for the Braves to take a chance on Austin Meadows as a left-handed bat that you could put out in left field or at DH. That potentially could make some sense. So the Orioles and the Rays both. To whatever extent you feel that the pieces that they could offer are valuable, there are sensible options there for the Braves to pursue because the Braves could put together a package that could be attractive to the Orioles or to the Rays, and in return, the Braves could get a relevant, intriguing, you know, not necessarily significant, but a piece that they could at least work with to become a relevant contributor to fill a needed hole for this team this year and beyond. But beyond both the Orioles and the Rays, there are a few other teams out there that I think make sense for the Braves to talk with about potential trade pieces. We'll discuss those in just a moment.
0: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience.
1: Beyond both the Rays and Orioles, who I think probably are two of the most sensible teams in terms of what they could offer as immediate pieces that could contribute to the Braves to fill current needs at the major league level, and two teams that certainly could be intrigued by a package of prospects the Braves can put together. Another team that stands out as a potential place for the Braves to go and talk to would be the Cleveland Indians. Now, when I say Cleveland, don't get too excited. I'm not talking about a potential pursuit of Jose Ramirez, but a couple of names out there that I do think are at least intriguing are Ahmed Rosario as well as Zach Plesek. Both of those names were mentioned as potential trade pieces in that MLB Trade Rumors um, 27 player article. And in both players, in my opinion, certainly could be attractive. Zach Plesak, he's shown some intriguing potential. He certainly could be a controllable depth piece that you could bring into the fold when it comes to your rotation that may have a higher ceiling than many of your current young pitching prospects. And Ahmed Rosario, he could be a center field option potentially who also could step into filling in for Dansby Swanson if for some reason Swanson were to leave. After this year. So both of those options could certainly make sense for the Braves. Again, not, not, you know, these options aren't just home run options, but they're at least sensible. And the reason why the Braves could potentially look to go after those options is again, the Braves' catching depth and their outfield depth certainly could be worth, you know, Cleveland looking into as Cleveland's two area, two areas of need for Cleveland in their minor league system. Are you know, potentially another catcher, though they have a few intriguing catching prospects, but certainly they could use outfield depth as well. But at the end of the day, and they always could use more starting pitching, at the end of the day... Is Rosario, is Plesac potentially worth, you know, a deal headlined by a Pache or a Contreras or, or, you know, a Waters or what have you? Maybe, but it's probably not the most valuable route for the Braves to go. But at the very least, if the Braves are intrigued enough by a Plesac or, or a Rosario, I think that they could put a package together. That would be attractive to Cleveland. Another team that I feel certainly could make sense to be worth watching is the Seattle Mariners. You know, they do have an intriguing young catching prospect in Harry Ford that, you know, you're wondering if he sticks behind the plate or not. But Seattle certainly could use a bit more pitching depth in, in turn, though they do have a highly, highly, highly talented minor league system, they could use a bit more depth, obviously, either behind the plate or on the mound. And potentially, could the Braves go and talk to them maybe about an outfielder who doesn't necessarily have a, a, a long-term future or a clear path in Seattle, a Jack Fraley or a Mitch Haniger, who there's reports that he may not want to be, that Cleveland may not want to extend him, a Kyle Lewis, potentially, with Julio Rodriguez and Jared Kellenick and others who are on the verge of being, you know, mainstay in Seattle's um, outfield long-term. The Braves could put together an attractive trade package to potentially go get a outfield piece that's more ready to contribute now, and they could offer an attractive trade package to the Mariners that could help out their future rotations or their future behind the plate. We also know that the Braves do have a trade history, obviously, with the San Francisco Giants. They, though they don't necessarily need help behind the plate, the Giants could potentially be a team that they could potentially spare one of their left-handed hitting um, you know, batters that play in the outfield, maybe a Steven Duggar or a Mike Yastrzemski. Those type of players could be an option for the Braves if they were to be a On the market, you could see something else making sense in terms of the Colorado Rockies as well. So there are plenty of teams out there. That could certainly be intrigued by a trade package from the Braves that have not stars. You're not looking to make trades for a Cattell Marte or a Brian Reynolds, you know, from the Diamondbacks or the Pirates. You may not necessarily want to pay that price if you're Alex Anthopoulos. But could you potentially deal from the strengths of your minor league system to go get a controllable piece that you could put into the outfield, a left-handed hitting outfielder that could play multiple positions, or perhaps a reliable, intriguing? you know, a uh, arm that, you know, you could put in the rotation after a Freed or a Morton or an Anderson, where in the case of injury, or if there's any type of decline from those three, you've at least got another option that you could put in there. There are potential teams out there that really could make sense for the Braves to talk with when it comes to trades. Am I necessarily sure that that's going to happen? I think it's still unlikely that the Braves make a significant move via trade, but there are plenty of sensible options where the Braves, without going too deep into hurting their minor league system, they could put an attractive package together of prospects to go get an established and controllable major league talent to help out their cause in 2022 and beyond. And that's certainly something that could interest the Braves when it comes to putting together a team that not only will contend again this year, but beyond as well. It certainly will be interesting to see. It's great to know there are options out there. First order of business, obviously, is get Freddie Freeman in the fold long term and then add from there. And it's good to know that a free agency may not make the most sense for the Braves due to players asking for too much or what have you. There are sensible options, sensible trade routes the Braves could take to get talents that can not only help this year, but also beyond. Thanks so much for listening to the talking to the to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves. Thanks so much for listening to the Talking Chop podcast channel. In general, of course, home of the Talking Chop podcast, the Road to Atlanta podcast, and the Daily Hammer. You can find all of it at TalkingChop.com, as well as all the great written work from the Talking Chop staff. Battery Power with Corey McCartney and Grant McCauley, as well as finding all this great content at TalkingChop.com and at Talking Chop across all forms of social media. Make sure you subscribe to the Talking Chop podcast network, as well as Battery Power on YouTube, on the Talking Chop channel. Until next time, we'll talk to you again this weekend when it comes to the Daily Hammer. Go Braves. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon here on the Daily Hammer.